Damien O'Connor, outgoing Minister of Agriculture, now joins us on the country. And Damien, um, you're gone, but we're not forgotten because we've kept you on the bear list here, the Mackaiser bear list, which we're launching tomorrow in Wedderburn. We want to keep you on the show. Are you going to stay on for another three years? Well, I guess for the beer, Jamie, you know, I mean, God, I was so distraught when I thought I might not get that little pack every every Christmas. But um, look, it's uh, one of those little pleasant surprises every year. Uh, look, I'm I'm Labour listing please, so you know, I'll be working with the party in the party and around. Um, so you know, we've got some work to do. Sit down and work on a plan in opposition. So I'll be part of that. Damien, I know how old you are because you're the same age as me. You've been in politics for thirty years. Do you fancy six, maybe nine years in opposition? You've lost your West Coast Tasman seat, and I know it's an area very near and dear to your own heart, and you've been a long-serving and, I might say, largely popular MP there as well. Do you think, bugger it, I might just go away and ride my motorbike? Oh, well, it's tempting. I've already done that um, for a week or so down south, and, and uh, look, it's, it's uh, politics, I guess it's a very addictive, that is, that the, the privilege and the opportunity to be part of decision making. Um, it's not much fun in opposition. Um, obviously, we work to get into government to make some difference and to make some progress. And so it's the motivation for the vast majority of people in Parliament. But, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll take some, I'll have a lot more time to think about things um, while you're a minister with a number of portfolios. Uh, it, it's pretty busy, um, it's pretty frenetic. And of course, we've had many events and issues and that that we've had to react to as well as the proactive stuff that we've been trying to do. Well let's look at some of the highs and lows of your tenure and I put it to you that your highs have been the trade deals and beating, fingers crossed, Bovis and I think of the trade deals and the amount of work you've done in that space and to be fair the success you've had and I reckon you could get a cushy job as sort of a trade negotiator much better than being an opposition backbench list MP. (laughs) Well, I mean, the trade negotiators, uh, I, I guess it's the government and and a team of officials from MFAT. Um, there are some sector people who, you know, contribute from time to time. But, um, you know, the deals are primarily from government to government, and that's why the ministers have to step up um, and help work through the the bigger issues. A lot of the technical stuff is done by, you know, very competent New Zealand trade negotiators, And uh, but we have to be there as politicians working alongside them. And so it, it, it's been a a huge privilege and, and opportunity to make a difference through those deals. And, um, yeah, I feel very pleased with the outcomes. And I'm sure that the potential, probably not fully appreciated yet, um, but as the world, and we're starting to see some geopolitical tensions um, you know, emerging in different places, and, and obviously our single biggest market, China, um, you know, is always around, and, and there are issues relating to South China Seas and stuff like that that we hope won't erupt if they do then we have to make sure we've got many market opportunities for all the things that we produce. Putting on your bipartisan hat here, do you think the guy who's going to, well, most likely to take over from you, Todd McClay, will do a good job in a trade? He's got a pretty good CV. Look, I can't, I can't judge that. You know, that will be up to him. And, and you know, I, I'd, I'd, you'd be pretty brave to speculate who might get what jobs, actually, at the moment. Still quite a bit of negotiation between the three parties to take place, I'm guessing, um, and indications are. So we'll just wait and see. OK, the other highlight, and this is just off the top of my head, would be uh, the work around beating, hopefully defeating, uh, M. Bovis. I know it hasn't pleased everybody how you have gone about it or the Ministry for Primary Industries has gone about it, but this could be a world first. 
Yeah, I don't know whether there was an alternative way to go about it. I mean, knocking on a farmer's door and saying, you know, you've got in bovis and we have to slaughter all you heard. There's no nice way of doing that. That was horrific for those farmers who were caught up in that. wasn't necessarily their fault at all. Um, they were simply carrying on a system that, you know, was, was a bit loose in terms of animal identification, mate system, and of course we, we didn't know exactly how M. bovis would affect our herds other than from international evidence, um, when you put cows under stress, and, and we do because they're outside, they walk a long way, they, you know, they perform pretty well, uh, then we see some really terrible effects of Mbova. So keeping it out is the best way forward for us to continue with pretty much the systems that we have, but we've got to make some adjustments. You know, farming out to four or five farms, your, your herd over the winter is a high-risk strategy. We're still seeing some of that occurring. We're still seeing um, Nate systems not being implemented as they should. So, you know, there's still a lot of work to do on the farm, and uh, now that will go over uh, under a national pest management plan to uh, Osprey, um, and and uh, so you know it'll be their responsibility alongside the industry players to to make sure we keep it out. Okay, it's one of your parting shots as you head out the door, turning down several OIO requests for forestry conversion, and have you been a bit late to the party there? No, we so we changed the law in August, so any any people who had applied prior to the August had to be considered under the previous legislation, um, and that that is the effectively had to have a good reason to turn them down. That had been a negotiation by the previous coalition government. We made the changes, and then now it's a national benefit to New Zealand test, and so all of the ones that I looked at were assessed from a different lens and a couple got through and some I turned down and actually they, they were over the period since probably, you know, they came through from uh, early this year really by the time they've been processed. But no, they weren't all sitting on a desk. In fact, um, they may, from time to time, the OIO releases a summary of what has happened in the last few months. I'm guessing that is what had occurred just prior to the election, but I'd made those decisions in, in the lead-up to the election over the previous six months. Let's talk about the lows of the job. Uh, well, where do, where do we start? The tsunami of regulations foisted upon farmers. Do you regret that? Do you regret going too hard, too early, as Jacinda would say? Look, I, I'd spoken to a catchment management group um, prior when we were in opposition, actually, and they were doing a lot of great work. And we've now got over 200 of those catchment groups in the country, and it's great. We've funded them, uh, many of them, and it's co-funding. But anyway, they asked me, they said, look, we do all this good work, but we do need some regulation to support what we're doing. Otherwise, the person that gives us the finger uh, will be the person that destroys all, all that good work. So we need regulation. Where it's placed and what it does, really important. A couple of things that we got wrong um, around winter grazing in terms of technical issues, but the objective and the need for them was still was still well, there. Uh, so. That's a bit of an exaggeration, Damien. Look, you had David Parker goose-stepping around Southland, basically. It was appalling what you tried to do. How do you mean? Well, some of your regulations thought up by some cardigan-wearing bureaucrat in Wellington who had never set foot in a Southland Swede paddock. You got it terribly wrong, and I'm not sure you're prepared so, so or the government's prepared to admit that. I said that we got it wrong and we made the changes. Now, you said a couple of minor shocking. things. 
Because the objective was sound. There were some shocking images of what was going on in winter practice. That has drastically changed, in part because of regulation, in part because of animal welfare considerations and, and water. It's great. We've made the improvements. If there hadn't been the threat of regulation, we may have still seen some of those abhorrent practices. I don't think any of us wanted to see them again. Emissions pricing, did you get that wrong as well? Look, this is the, you know, the wisdom of hindsight here. Once again, um, I mean, too hard, I, too early. I mean, I guess sitting down asking the industry to come up with the solution was always going to be a big challenge. What what I rolled out the door prior to the election, because people were saying, what what does this all mean, was effectively what had, Walker, what, what had been given to us by Herr Walker and with some of the final decisions made. And, and look, I, you know, if they roll that right, out. It's, it's up to the incoming government now to decide what we need to do. But, you know, there will be money required to, to roll out new technologies to keep research and development occurring. And, you know, that may come from the taxpayer or it may come from the sector. I guess that's for the incoming government to decide. Damien, final question for you. And I know you've been, I think, out riding your bike this morning. You may not have caught up on this one. But the announcement from Fonterra about reducing emissions by 30% by 2030, any commentary on that? Uh, I mean, no surprise. I've been talking about that and it's broken down to to different components of on-farm, um, you know, carbon removal, removals from new vegetation, all the stuff that, you know, was was basically what we had talked about in Hewaka. And, of course, their, their reduction is far more than uh, that we proposed as government. So it'll be interesting to see how it rolls. Damien O'Connor, outgoing Minister of Agriculture, thanks as always for your time. We're going to keep you on the show because you're always good for a good bit of banter. I'm assuming you're going to stay as... Labor's agriculture spokesperson has Chippy, confi- has Chippy confirmed that yet? No, 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 we haven't. None of that stuff has been decided. At the moment, we're still in a caretaker role because the three uh, parties that will be part of government haven't worked through their agreement. Damien O'Connor, thanks for your time. Thank you.